So full energy from bed right here Cause they're my enemies Subscribe and like, rate and review Your hosts of the day be Couple guess too We're gonna win the trophy when overdue Can we do the double make it deja vu It's a move London thing Third one is only on the wing Harry's one of our own nine and in He's only got one E but let's see the king And we got Delhi Ali that's talking With the shell side, with the shell side With the shell side's what we sing With the shell side, with the shell side it's a new flood Yo 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 it's a good week. I'm going for it again. Yo, 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 yo. It's the Shellside Podcast. Special guest in the building. It's been a good week. It's been a good week. Welcome, Lero. How you doing, my brother? All good, my bro. I'm here and I'm ready to go. Good, good, good. Kwabna, how are you doing? Even though you didn't ask me how I was doing off air, but how are you doing? I swear I corrected myself, though. Let the fans behind the curtain, yeah. but let the listeners behind the curtain. But yeah, I corrected myself. But yeah, I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm good, Andrew. How are you? Sound like you're very happy today. After you see me, uh, let's just say I'm I'm in a better frame of mind and spirits than I was this time last week. For sure, so, for sure. That's why you got the yo's. That's why you got the yo's. But let's just do the admin real quick. As always, we've got a lot to get into and we haven't got a lot of time. All right, so... Let's thank the regular listeners for sticking with us, even through the dark times. Not saying they've gone away, but we have had some dark times and you're still locked on to us, still appreciating what we offer in terms of analytics and banter. Um, And I've been told that we are very funny. So that was good to hear. That's off key. Um, I don't know he's laughing with us or at us, but he's laughing. You know what? Yeah, it's fair enough, isn't it? Fair enough. And Hugh, Mr. Best. Thing. We're funny, and thanks yeah, to the I new listeners. Yeah. Hit that I think I think I think the camaraderie is good and the bants are good. And he said I'm always telling you off, which I thought was funny as well. Um, abuse, bro. Abuse. You and your curveballs. Abuse. <laughs> it's abuse. <laughs> it's abuse, that's what it is. Um, new listeners, thank you. You'll get loads of bants and yeah, you'll get some good intellect and insight into the way the Spurs fans that are us free today see the mighty Spurs. New cities. I think we've got a couple of new cities in the States. Let me find them. And yeah, I'm going to butcher your names, but I'm going to shout at you all the same. Well, not but, there in the uh, States, let's bro. See if Come we can on. Do it. Should be all right in it, really. Um, so we've got a new city in Florida, Sarasota. I think that's right. And another one stateside. Uh, where have you gone? No, I think I've lost you. I think I've lost you. Definitely Sarasota's new, and where is the other one? No, Tulsa we've had before. Boulder we've had before. Maybe Have we had Boulder? Can you remember? We've had no, Boulder. No, Boulder in Colorado. Colorado. No, no, no. I would have remembered that. Boulder in Colorado. <laughs> you, do you want to get an American passport or something? <laughs> what is it? I'm a man of the Trump's world, gone. Bro. You want to get in? Bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could do that, bro. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, at the end of the day, the qualifications for being president of the United States isn't very high. I could do that. <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably harder to get the job I have got, bro. <laughs> Wait, you wanted Spurs job last week, and now this week you want to be um, POTUS. Now nah, Spurs, Spurs, they need me, bro. They actually need me. But being POTUS, I just do that for jokes. You know what I mean? 
quick, quick okay, four, someone, four someone else did that, I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the news in Australia, Praran. Yeah, Praran. So shout out to you guys. Sorry if I butchered, but thank you for joining us and spread the word. Keep spreading the word. Time to get into it, Kovna. Let's do it. Let's do it. Lero, um, thank you very much for joining once again. Um, it's been a while since we caught up and we were talking a little bit off air. It would be great to get your 30-second summary of the season so far. Please don't make me cry. And and bearing in mind, the last time we spoke to you, Lero, we'd just come off a 6-1 hiding, a wee fresh United 6-1 yeah. at Old Trafford. I was listening so, to that one. Has it been since then? Boy, um, it's been tough. Um... 30 seconds summary. It's been tough. I think uh, we're still trying to work out what our best formation is. Um, we've realised that we don't have the defenders at the back. Um, I think we, as fans and as the rotation, we've damaged the only good centre-back we've probably got. Um, our strikers are now starting to come back into a bit of form. We're getting goals from elsewhere with Bell... Mora and you know whoever else is chipping in. Um, I just feel like the, at the moment the jigsaw has been. You know we had a good. It was together in the beginning. We knew what we was doing. In the middle it fell apart due to the fact that we played so many games. And now I think we're coming back into the, a couple of the pieces are nearly uh, complete again. And I think we'll we'll go on another run. I mean it's we just can only be optimistic. You know I don't want to be all doom and gloom. So. We know that Spurs always make a late run for it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been tough. That's all I can say. It's been tough, man. That's, all, that's actually yeah. a good summary, but it has been tough. I take that, it would be tough. Do you know what? I, I, I agree with large parts of what you said. And I think as we go through some of the topics that we are going to discuss today, we can, we can get into that. So let's start off with Wolfsburger. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys one point and I want you guys to discuss around that point what your main takeaway is, right? So, Lira, I'm going to start with you. Delhi's performance. Um, in today's game? No, in Wolfs- Wolfsburger. Wolfsburger's game, sorry. Wolfsburger. Uh, yeah, he... It was good. It was good. I mean, nowhere near the levels of Delhi, and I'm saying that and he scored an overhead kick and he was part of most... Most of what was good. So, but I still reckon, you know, he's gears behind where he can be. And plus, I need to see the improvement as well. And I mean, I've seen a lot of patience from him. You know, he seems a bit more patient. But is that because he's not up to speed? You know? Um, But, yeah, it was pretty good. All right, cool. For me, fair enough. I think think it was a big confidence boost. Uh, to go in the way he played with a lot of swagger, as they kept on saying on the commentary. But I did completely see what they meant. It, he, he, he sauntered around the pitch doing what he wanted. You know, the, the passing move to the first like Yes, it's always nice to see an overhead kick, but it was just the tenacity to win the ball, the passing move through midfield. It was nice to see. Um, Dane Scarlett. Andrew, talk to me about Dane Scarlett. I'm getting excited about Dane Scarlett. Is it? I'm really getting excited. Yeah, I'm getting excited about Dane. Um, Getting aside because he is Tottenham through and through, for a start. I mean, we've had him at the club for so long. Uh, he's grown up there. He's actually, this week I've seen pictures with him, with Bell and Modric. And you know that Twitter thing that goes around, what is it? This is how it was then and how it's yeah, going now. Yeah, that started. Obviously, yeah, that's, that's the one. Um, and obviously, 
took a picture as a young kid with Gareth Bell when Gareth Bell was obviously the man and now he's come back and shared the pitch with Gareth Bell and I know we've got that kind of synergy thing with Bell and Lamella um, but going back to Dane he's hungry he's been played out of position every single time he's played for Spurs um, in a senior team and Marino touched on that uh, he's been played wide like he did with Rashford and I think if he can learn to play out there and still contribute when he gets the chance to play central, obviously once he's filled out a little bit, got a bit stronger, I think we've got a player there. And we've only seen we've only seen really small amounts of him in the first team, but I've watched a bit of him in the under-23s and under-18s, and boy, does he know where the back of the goal is. He, can, he takes penalties, he's a poacher, he's got movement, he's got sharpness, and we haven't seen a lot of that, but what we did see was the hunger um, to steal the ball back, even though Spurs were cruising and get himself an assist. It could have been a shot on goal, but Big Vin chipped in and stole the show. But he didn't seem too disappointed. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited, hoping for good things. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Um, I mean, I, I wonder, I wonder actually, like, how long it will take for us to see him playing and whether he likes to play up top by himself, like whether he likes a partner. I'm really interested to see how he develops from that point of view. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully big things are coming. Another striker who's um, who's starting to, you know, I think it's a bit stop and start for him, but um, Vinicius. Lero, talk to me about Vinicius and his performance in that game. Yeah, it was good. I mean, in I'm not going to rave, rant and rave about um, him because um, I feel like a lot of people expected him to come in and be this amazing footballer, uh, you know, left foot, different dynamics, you know. Whereas I think he came in and he, he started playing really, really well um, and he's scoring goals. And I think the thing with him is if you look at him, you you know that he knows where the goal is when he's in the box. I think for his size, he's a bit of a soft touch, um, but it's, it's his first season and I feel like he came in really confident. Um, and I think with the rotation system and the lack of games and et cetera, uh, or lack of chances um, in big games, premiership games, I feel like his confidence was knocked a little bit, you know. And it's the first season in the premiership. And for me, as long as you know where the goal is, I think you've got a lot that a manager could work with, you know. So um, I hope Mourinho kind of uses him in the right way, starts giving him some more premiership games. He gets a few goals in the Premiership, and I think the rest he can learn. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I think we are all waiting for him to cut his teeth, like to really get gristling. And we saw, you know, against Chelsea when he came on, and we started playing towards playing into him. We saw what could what could happen. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I just want to see him properly used as a replacement for Kane. But um, yeah, Andrew, you're going to say something? Yeah, I, I mean, I've been critical of Vinicius on this show. I actually said I don't see it. I don't see it in the way that he plays, in the way that we're going to play and the opportunity he's been given. But I think you guys have hit the nail on the head, especially Lero. He, he comes alive when the ball's in the box. Outside the box, his touch can be a bit ropey. Um, but inside the box, he knows where the back of the goal is. And I think when we play him, we have to play a different way to when we play with Kane. Right, yeah. Kane's quite happy to come 20 yards deep outside the box, get the ball to feet, move the ball around, switch the play. But with Big Vin, we've almost got to say, you stay in the box, we'll get crosses into you, we'll pass it into you to hold up and pop it back off. But that's how we'll work with you. Very different strikers, and I think we have to accept and appreciate that, and we've got to be clever enough to utilise him to his strengths. And that way we will see a better 
um, Vinicius because his goal against Wolfsburg in the first leg was a poacher's finish, yeah. right? Stuck his leg out but controlled the volley. That's not an easy skill to do and just change the direction of it. So there is something to work with. Um, but unfortunately for him, he's on loan. So he may only have this season. But I know we're fast-forwarding a little bit. I wanted to see him, given that performance, given the fact that we were ended up being 4-0 up and cruising today, I was hoping to see him for 30 minutes or 25 minutes today to give him that opportunity to get that premiership goal and to give him that confidence because if anything happens to Kane, then he could potentially step in. Yeah. Fair Sorry, can Fair I just jump back in there? Sorry. Yeah, go, go for it. I think that tandem with, of Delhi and him is exactly what he needs. I think a, to, uh, a top form Delhi Ali and Vinicius in the squad he'll score loads more goals and I think he'll be a lot more comfortable because it will be that short play that's from the edge of the box into the box. Do you know what I mean? And he will still get crosses, etc. But I think when he gets that kind of, uh, you know, player playing around him, it's the kind of football that he needs. He needs those slip-ins. He needs the ball to go wide. He needs to be able to get the one-two off that kind of guy and know that that guy is there solely to feed him and he could be a backboard to help that guy score as well. So it's a one-two, Delhi shoots. Do you know what I mean? And I think yeah. that would be um, you know, the best scenario for him. If Delhi's in the side, I think we'll see the best out of him. Yeah, I mean, if he's playing in as a replacement to Kane, I can see that, like, having a target man and then having someone like Delhi like, buzzing around him, like, the way Kane, it was the way it worked so effectively for Kane. But I guess Kane, and I think it's Vinicius, I think he's, he's shown, like, smart link-up play at times. Do you see what I mean? Yes. Which are, like, tidy feet. So I can see that happening, but it's one of those things that we won't see unless Kane's out. That that combination for sure, Lero. We're not going to see that until unless Kane's out. And even then, the way Mourinho goes, and you're not really, you're not really that sure. Um... So, I mean, Joe Hart had a clean sheet. He made a save. He made a save. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't he know. Played. You talk to me about it. Like, no, because... he played. He played. And I think it was interesting that he played because well, I think it's interesting that we're bringing the point up or I brought the point up because if we noticed, he hasn't been in the rotation. He's been subbed. That's great. But Gazaniga's away on loan. So he has to be subbed. But in the games, in the Europa League games, the first leg where it's now important, the cup games, he's been dropped, right? Because he's made quite a few errors. But he came back in. I mean, it was Wolfsberger. We're already 4-1 up. But he made a decent save and he kept a clean sheet. It wasn't too hard, but I just thought we'd mention it because Joe Hart's come in under a lot of stick. Because yeah, you're, cu- you're currently feeling like a real positive peak because your team's banging a couple goals, bro. That's, what, that's what's going on right now. Eight, eight goals in a week, to be precise. Wait, so do you think he's been brought back in for uh, Lloris's lack of command sometimes? Obviously, I know that, you know, Lloris is number one. But we know that Joe shouts a lot and he gives a lot of direction and he's always talking. And I think they listen to him. So do you think he's he brought it back in to see um, if we're lacking command at the back? Because I feel like we are. Um, no, I, I think we are, but I don't think that's why he was brought back. Okay. I think it was literally just rotation and the fact that we could afford probably to lose a goal, um, be through one in the net because we're in such a commanding lead. But definitely we need more command from our centre-halves and our goalkeeper and more communication. Definitely. I mean, I, th- I think that he, even though he talks a lot, 
Lewis, like, your point is important, but most of the time when you have keepers who talk a lot like that, they instill and inspire a certain level of confidence in you. <laughs> to me, it doesn't matter how much Joe Hart chats. <laughs> I never feel confident with him between the sticks. I just no. don't. No, I don't. I mean, I'm trying to be respectful and, you know, obviously he's been a good professional all his life and all the rest of that stuff, but for me, he's not a goalkeeper and um, not anymore and I don't understand why Gazaniga hasn't had the opportunity and had to go away to have the opportunity and why he was brought into the club in the first place, really. Um, I'm, I'm still miffed about the whole thing, so I asked the question. <laughs> That's all I did, I asked the question, but... For me, he's not, my keep, he's not my keeper and he's not a keeper that I'm happy with. Yeah, he was brought in for one reason. Not my Maybe keeper. Maybe two reasons. Not my keeper. <laughs> All right, listen. Dale's performance against Wolfsburger. Um, it was a... It was an assured performance. It was probably the best we've seen in a Tottenham shirt so far. Would that be fair to say? West Ham game. Before that was good, right? Yeah, yeah. West Ham game before that was good. Um, Wolfsberger was a good performance. Um, he was. He seemed sharp, willing to get people, uh, make things happen. He got himself a goal. Um, I think it had people wondering what could be possible. Do you know what I mean? It did. It did. And, and also, yeah. sorry to cut no, you. No, go go. He didn't start right. And yep. I think we tweeted at that point, he starts Sunday, as in today. Um, but that was also on the back of the West Ham game, as we mentioned. It was also on the back of him scoring that amazing goal against Wolfsburger the previous week. And I think he got an assist in that game. And it was also on the back of some nice bits of play against Man City. So it's not in isolation, right? That game against Wolfsburger and that goal wasn't in isolation. Um, so, yeah. People had start to wonder what is possible. Could Bell be back, or could Bell be the type of impactful player that we hoped he would be on his return to the club? I guess that this is the thing, right? It, it starts people. It starts. What's the appetite? It starts people salivating. Like, is this possibly what the Bell that we we got him for? And it's annoying because it, it's kind of like our our team has come into form in different places so it seems that when Larice and the defense seemed better at the beginning earlier in the season right our attack was pretty like limited and then our attack gets free flowing and then our defense undermines our attack and then like Hobio, who was um there today has gone through a bit of a different form if we're honest um and then Bell's coming up Ali's kind of knocking at the door in a way that we perhaps wasn't we weren't thinking before and then you have like other players who seem to be like dipping and it's like then now Dyer is not really as good as he was earlier in the season um, hopefully a corner has been turned for, for Sanchez it's like why can't we just get them all played all played and peaking at the same time as a team who knows who knows but like look that brings us on to like Burnley right play Burnley by the time you guys are listening to this you will know that we won 4-0 um there are a couple of things I want to discuss, um, actually. And I think let's start with the lineup, right? So I want to just check with you guys to see if you had any, if there were any surprises from you. Because after the performance of Dele in, um, in the Europa League and the performances of Bale, people were hoping that they would start, right? Which is fair enough, uh, but they didn't. 
they didn't start. And in actual fact, we we went out there with a lineup of Luis in goal. At left back we had Rayon. At right back, uh, at right back we had Aurier. We had Sanchez and Alderweireld in the middle. We had a double pivot. It looked like of Tongi and Hoybier. And then up top we had Bale on the right, Mora through the middle. Uh, we had Son on the left and then Kane up top. So, that was the team we went out with. Were there any surprises to you guys as to how we set up? Um, for me, I was just surprised that Bell started. And not because I don't feel that he hasn't... He's he's found this new instinct. I think Bell would... The whole thing for me was with this Bell thing is that... I just thought, if he could use his instinct, he will be magic for us. You know, because he could just see things early and all the rest of it. But I didn't think his fitness... Um, still would allow him to start. And I didn't think Mourinho would risk him that way round. He's been doing it the opposite way round, where he's been bringing him on and he's been very impactful. So that was definitely a surprise for me. And Mora down the middle was a surprise. Uh, not that we haven't used him there, not that it hasn't been one of his best positions when he's either playing kind of up top or just off the striker. I think he's had his best games for Spurs in that position. But those are the two surprises for me. Did you think Delhi would start then? Or you thought Lamella would start ahead of Mora? Um, I thought, well, Lamella's been the person they've been using, haven't they? So um, not my choice either. But um, it, I thought it would have been more Lamella, if anyone. Okay. okay. He's, he's, been, he's had a decent run of form, so I can see that actually. And especially with Burnley being quite physical, having someone who's willing to get in and amongst it is uh, not bad at all. I get that. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just the centre-backs because I just don't think you know who's going to be picked week on week. So, Sanchez, Toby, wasn't a surprise. I just didn't know which of the combinations he would go with. But you touched on Dyer's form, so it's no surprise that Dyer gets dropped. I think he's been in and out for the last six games now, um, in one week, out the other week. Um, Mora... I kind of expected more because he got his goal against West Ham and got his goal and has, has played well. And I think you, you alluded to it, and I'm sure we'll get into it more as we discuss the game. But I think he's done okay and he's proven people the doubt's wrong. There is still a player in there and he still can do things in the Premier League. I think it's. I think it's also like it's almost like when when boys play well, yeah. People don't want to say it with their chest. <laughs> like it's almost like whisper it just in case he hears. I completely, <laughs> I completely get it. I do completely get it because he's like he always works hard and he's always trying to. He's trying. His heart's always in the right place. More about it. It doesn't always come off, but I feel like his heart's always in the right place. So it's like uh, he's going through a good run of form and hopefully he continues, man. He he, he does pop up with some important goals. Um, one thing that I thought was much improved um, in this game was the uh, defense. We saw Toby come in. It begs the question, man. We as fans, I, I don't think there are many fans who would disagree that when he is fit. Toby is our best centre-back. I don't think many people would disagree with that. Even though we know he's, oh. in the, he's in decline, right now, I think he's still our best centre-back. Which probably is more of an indictment on the rest of our centre-back periods. In the backs. But, yeah, yeah. but still, it's the case. He came in, gave an assured performance. We finished with a clean sheet. Is Toby the difference when it comes to our defence? Lira, let's start with you. Is he the difference? <sighs> 
Right, look at it like this. I think he doesn't speak much, but I think he knows the game inside out. I think he's uh, a good player to play next to. I think the uh, left side, right side problem was our problem, whether to play him on the left and bring in the person to play him on the right. But obviously, um, I think he does marshal the defence really well. I think he gives everyone else confidence, even though he's not the biggest talker. And I think if you're going to play... Toby and uh, Sanchez like they played today, I think that's, for, for me, probably the perfect combination, especially if Toby's on it, you know, because with those two, you don't have to play this low block, you know, and I think the low block is the thing that's killing us. So I would say, yeah, Toby probably is the difference, you know, plus the rest of the team being on it, but I think he does give us something that we haven't got with the rest of them, and that is calming and as long as you're calm a calm defender I think you'd end up <laughs> spreading that vibe across the back line yeah you yeah, know it's something that you that, that confidence is it's almost contagious right when you've yeah, got someone yeah. like we've all played like we've all played football at any level and when you've got when you when you've played with certain people you know that things are going to be alright like you know certain yeah. people like, they're on yeah, your team yeah. they know yeah, things are going to yeah, be alright yeah, yeah. And I think Toby just might be that guy, man. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, every team has it. Every team yeah. has it. Like, look at Liverpool. When they looked back to Van Dijk and they saw he was there, they're like, all right, cool. There was a time, yeah? There was a time as Spurs fans that if Vertonghen and Toby were on the side, we knew things were cool. We knew things were cool. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. we yeah, weren't yeah. even worried. We weren't even concerned. We're like, all right, look, we, the chances are we'll, we'll keep a clean sheet. And if we don't, we might concede one. But it's calm because those guys, they know how to do the thing. But, like, yeah. we haven't had that for a while. And if... Toby's presence does that for the team, then, you know, it, he's worth his weight in gold, man. I, I know he can be slow on the turn. I know you can get in behind him. I get that. I get that. But there are other guys in the team who have better athleticism, better physical attributes, and can't get it done. So I'm happy to see him in there, man. I'm happy to see him in there. But, um, yeah. Yeah, go on. Sorry, go on. Go on. Go on no, now. it just helps that he's a natural defender, as in, that's Dyer's biggest problem right now, is that. He's being found out for his lack of defensive instincts, right? Just knowing where to be, what to do in certain situations, when to take command. Um, he's been found out with quite a few in quite a few scenarios, and he was supposed to be the guy because he's the communicator. And obviously, having someone like Davison who's still a bit raw, um, he was supposed to be able to talk him through games. It seems like the Toby Sanchez combination is better than the Dyer Sanchez combination as well. Yeah, I know they shipped four or five against Everton, but that came with just a wacky game. Um, but that seems to be the better combination of the two. So maybe it is Toby. Um, I will caveat that by saying maybe we need to see um, him in a game against the side with pace up top. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. might be the case. Larry, you are going to say something? I was going to say, um, I think where you were, you said earlier, uh, Hoybier has not been at it, I think that's probably another pivotal point as well. If, yeah. you know, he gave us so much protection before. You saw him in the box making the fifth man and slide tackling, you know, blocking, picking up the ball and just ushering everything, you know. And um, for me, I think that's... An, you, I can't just give it all to Toby. I think there's a combination there. Yeah, we get Toby in there, but yet we get Hoybier in there doing that, then we'll be fine. I think if Hoybier isn't doing that, we still could be in trouble, you know, even with Toby in there, to be fair. But 
it's a game of football, so you've got to have to uh, have attacks and defence and you just have to learn to deal with things. And I think it's learning to deal with it, not everything going right, but the manager having the confidence in you and showing you that he's got the confidence. And yeah, you may have had a mistake that game, but then you go on a run of six games and you play really, really well. So we have to wait and see, to be fair, I think, with that one. And can Toby play a run of games of three? And they say he can't, but what does he say about his body? We've had we've had defenders who can't play um, <laughs> like back to back games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're good, if they're good, let them play. Oh, Leslie, yeah, Leslie. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's only he's got, got one knee. I'm, like, I'm not saying that next part. That's it. It's <laughs> just like ride that to the like. Do you know what I mean to his knees fall off? That's cool with me, bruv. Like because this like what, what you imagine him for? We've tried to manage him in, in other games and we've lost those games and we dropped points. So yeah. why not just yeah, yeah. look? The next game is the most important game, so we run that. Um, but uh, another. Another live, another key factor in this game was Gareth Bale. He Ooh. was he was aggressive. He was responsible. He was influential. He demanded the ball, but he also made runs for others. Like I don't want to get too gassed because it's get gassed, get gassed, get gassed. It's, it's Bale. Get to gassed, it's get gassed. But <laughs> this is the this is the, what we were hoping for for Bale. Like for like we weren't. We were all very like tempered in our in our assessment of when him him coming back, right? We didn't know he was going to be like. We didn't expect him to be the bell he was when he's left because a lot has changed since then. Managing his body, yeah. injuries, trying to be different, but to be a match winner is what he wanted. Like once in a while, for him to come into difficult games and just polish off. Now Burnley are a very stubborn side, and people yeah. will say, "Oh yeah, it's four 0 but it's only Burnley." Blah blah. I get that, but the best teams in the league have been beaten by Burnley. I wouldn't be surprised if Burnley had been every had been every team in the league since they've been in the Premier League at one point. Do you know what I mean? They're just yeah. they're just difficult guys, man. They're difficult guys. They run hard for each other. They're physical. They dig in. All that. All those cliches, right? So to be able to to dispatch them four nil is no is no mean feat. So for Bell to come in, first of all, that goal, the first goal, like look, the second one was you know very impressive. I get that, but the first goal. Like the build up, how swiftly we move from one end of the pitch to the other, and the ball from Son, and for Bell even to clock it and to be able to get there, like it was it it was done so well. It looked offside. It looked offside by a country mile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked, yeah, yeah. and you know when someone's around his time perfectly, yeah, it always looks offside. It always yes. looks offside. Like nah, nah, have you got away with that? But it was perfect. The ball was yeah. perfect. The run was perfect. Like Bell, I want like if even if we just roll him out for games against. Against um, the lower half of the of the of the table, or maybe like you know the bottom two thirds of the table, and we go super defensive against the top six or whatever, I can live with that. I can live with that if he's going to roll in performances like that. I mean, what do you guys think about about his um, his performance, Andrew? Do you want to give us? Yeah, assessment? yeah. Well, I'm super gassed. I'm almost like I got my ex girlfriend back, the one that I wanted to get back. But wifey, I don't actually mean that. So if you're listening. <laughs> I bet you do. Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> but you know them one there. Bad, Wait, Bill, Bill's got his movie you different mean, right now. Yeah, Bill's got, Bill's got my guy cast. You both know what I'm saying, but you lot can just keep it moving. It's fine. I'll take the brunt of it. I'm not Pabna this week. I've got the broad shoulders. Cool. Oh, is it? Thanks, <laughs> All right, all right. No, on a real, on a real. Like, I think you touched on two good words there. He was aggressive and he was responsible. They're two key things. And and you're right. 
Nobody expected the bombarding bell of the 20, what was it? I can't even remember what season it was now. 12 season when he's like sending my taxis for Mike on all of that, or just taking games by a complete scruff of the neck and running at players, cutting inside, waiting, 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 banging goals. Like nobody expected that bell. You would have been a fool to expect that bell given the injury history he had at Madrid and even changed his game at Madrid. But what we wanted, we wanted those moments of quality, right? Those decisive moments. And today we saw that against West Ham. We saw that a little bit at uh, Man City. We saw that uh, against Wolfsburger in both legs. We saw that. Not Forget everything else he's done. The Brighton goal was just natural instinct. But the quality and decisiveness, the through ball that he gave to Kane was immense today. His finishing has been on point. His movement and understanding of where he needs to be is excellent at the moment. Tucking in just enough from the right-hand side to be able to take the ball in, drop a shoulder and get a shot off. And what we're seeing is that left foot is actually feeling free and comfortable to swing the left boot and actually get us goals of Bell like quality just unplayable unstoppable shots that are going into the corner low or high but the keeper can't save them and that's what we expect from him and that's what we need from him and Cobner, i think you're right i think my reservation about today's performance was it was against burnley he didn't have to track back as much as he probably may have to do against the city in the cup final to come or arsenal whoever so Can his body manage that? Can his body manage that for 60 to 70 minutes? I'm not sure. But what his body can do is in games where we need his quality is perform to a very high level. We saw against City where he danced in between a couple of players and potentially should have scored. The quality is there. If he's aggressive and responsible, taking and demanding the ball, it takes the onus of a Kane, takes the onus of a Son and Dombele to create. We've got another person you have to mark. And yeah, don't allow him inside because that left foot is sharpened. Lero, your assessment? I think AB just said it all, to be fair. Um, a lot of the stuff I was going to say, he said. Um, the instinctive play, I think that's the thing about Bell. You know, you could see straight away the ball's come to him and he's, he knows where that ball's going and you could see where it's going. And I think that is the person that we need. And those are the things that are brilliant about him. Um, you know, obviously, we're all like, oh, it's not the bell of old. But we, the ones that were clever enough knew that he wasn't going to be the bell of old. As Andrew said, yes, we were looking for the, the small bits of quality that wins games, which is, you know, he's starting to provide. Um, and I just think... Without um, Son, you know, we always burn him out and rely on him to do make these runs. You know when Kane drops deep and then Son makes those runs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kane can find him. Now, today, Son was the provider. We weren't waiting on Kane to make that run. Bell done it, you know. And it was almost like having Son, two Sons on the pitch. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, Running yeah, into yeah. those smart places. And for me, that's what we need. We can't just rely on these two guys we need to be chipping in all over, especially with smart runs and another player that could pick up the ball and deliver. He could deliver to Kane, he could deliver to um, Son, he could deliver to whoever. And I think 
Those are the dynamics that are now going to cause teams problems. If you're only worrying about the ball from Son to, um, Kane to Son, or um, the ball of Kane in the box, mate, that's not a team that's going to win things. You need to be, oh, well, Morris down the wing, um, Bell, we, we've got to look at Bell. And that stops teams wanting to attack because they want to do their defensive jobs first. So then we end up pinning teams back anyway, you know? So especially teams like Burnley, you tell me there's probably been one game in uh, Burnley's history where they've lost 4-0 and they played badly. Even if they lose 4 or 5-0, they don't play badly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They just come up against a city that were unstoppable. Do you know what I mean? So, for me, I know you're saying, oh, yeah, it's only Burnley. And, yeah, I get that. It's not a Liverpool. It weren't against Liverpool. But you still have to play well to beat Burnley. It's not a given that you're going to beat Burnley. And they've been in a really good run of form as well. So, you know, yeah, I'm going to take a lot from this, to be honest with you. Okay, um, interesting. And I hope he, yeah, just keeps pressing on, if I'm honest. So... As you guys have alluded to, there have been a couple of good performances across the pitch. What I'm going to do is ask you each for your most impressive performance today that wasn't Gareth Bale. Uh, Lero, you can go first. I'm going to go Mora. Okay, Mora, cool. however you guys call it. I just think he's starting <laughs> to pop up in um, the, the pockets of spaces that he used to. Um, and we know that it's dangerous. He's done like a one-two and knocked it around the guy in the box. And he, you know, yeah. he nearly... And I just thought to myself, yo, there's the Brazilian. Because it's like, most of the time yeah. you watch him play, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. European. And then all of a sudden, the Brazilian comes out. You think, oh my God, yeah, he is Brazilian. So um, for me, I think it's him. And he's starting to operate in the area that I think he's most effective, to be fair. So I'll give it to him. Okay. Yeah, I just I want to echo that. I mean... I love Lucas Moura in the sense... I love the idea of Lucas Moura. I love the ideal of Lucas Moura. That's the difference. That's the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. We love the idea of Lucas Moura. Yeah. I've slated slated his final ball on many occasions. He should have a lot more assist than he has. But on occasions, he gets it right. Like the sumptuous ball he played for Kane at the end of last season when we beat Arsenal. Like, ball from 30 yards... And Kane should have scored, he didn't score. And he's got assists this season. But why I like Mora, he's one of two players in our team that can beat a player from a standing position at will. The other is Tongi, but Mora can go past anybody at any given time. Do you know how dangerous that is in the Premier League? Someone who's quick, someone who's got a powerful shot, who can just dart past player, and once he gets going... He can be like a juggernaut. He's hard to stop. He's lost the confidence to do that, but Marino's now giving him that confidence by playing him in that role, that 10 role, knowing that he can do defensive work as well, but knowing more importantly that if he skips past a man in that area, he can get a shot shot off or he can pop a little pass off. That's dangerous and that adds a new dynamic. And it's a different 10 to Delhi. A lot yeah. of people are screaming for Delhi at 10. Mm-hmm. And I, I have no problem with that because we, we love Delhi on this show. We, we speak about the Maverick as Delhi. But I'm just saying the dynamic of having Mora there it could be a special, it could be a turning point for us because he's flexible to go either side and his work rate is impressive as well. So we could make a... I mean, this is the thing. It could, it could be coming together at the right time because we do have some winnable fixtures. And should we put together a run... A lot of things can change, but don't want to get ahead of yourselves. Next game is the most important game. Uh, Andrew, who was your most impressive performance outside of Bale? 
Yeah, there were a few. I'm not going to mention all just in case you guys have them, but I know you haven't got Reggie. I like Reggie. Um, but for me, it was Son. And Son for different reasons. I think Lero touched on them. Uh, he was a provider today. And we scored four goals today. And there was no Kane-Son assist combo. Um, he provided for Bell today. And you touched on the cross first one. That's the only place he can pass it where Bell can score. He potentially could have lifted it to get Kane in. But that cross was perfect. And more importantly, the awareness for the second goal was impressive. Bell pointed to where he wanted it. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, Son had to play it with the outside of his boot across 20 or 30 yards. And the accuracy of that enabled Bell just to take his touch, cut in and do what he needed to do. And that's not always been labelled at Son. Um, and if you notice as well, another bell factor, just going back to the bell factor, Son of late has only ever looked for Kane, right, to pass it. I don't know if you've picked up on that. Yeah, Because they've yeah, got yeah. this uh, tele- telepathy. I, I, like um, I feel like it's weighing on their mind, though. I feel like they're, they're forcing it at It times. is. It is. And they have done 100%. But that well, that's why Bell, you can see the gravity of Bell performing in the way that he's performing now he knows he feels confident I don't have to give it to Kane don't have to force that pass I'll do the right pass and that right pass was to Gareth Bell and it was spot on Son has gone through so many miles for this club right this season he's played games he shouldn't have played he's played in Europe and he's played 90 minutes when he shouldn't have played 90 minutes he very rarely gets a rest and he and he's one of the players who sprints has more sprints than others, right? So that's burning energy all the time. He's got miles in his legs. But today I felt he was still full of running um, and awareness. He didn't get a goal and probably should have hit the target on one chance, but I thought he was impressive in his two assists and he doesn't always get um, spoken about unless it's to Kane um, when Sonny makes assists. And he's made a few of late as well. Um, And just one other thing. There was a moment, I don't know if you guys picked up on it, where he was picked up the ball on the edge of our box and it was in the same edge of our box when he scored that one yes, yeah, against yeah, yeah, the yeah, Sonic yeah, goal. Yeah, 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 and he started to go. And I thought, no. But then he got pulled back and it was just like, oh, you sportsman. <laughs> Obviously seen what he did against you lot last season. So, yeah, they, they nipped it in the bud. They did, they did, they did. Yeah, you know what I like? What, sorry, um, Quabs. Yeah. Um, I, I like what you said about Son. Um, and I think... What a lot of people don't realise with him is that they know he's a team player, but have you not seen the the chemistry that he has with Bell and the willingness that he's got for him to do well? And when he scored, it's different because I look at Kane. If Bell scores, Kane doesn't really celebrate. He doesn't get excited. And you just think to yourself, is that because you're meant to be the top boy at the club and he's getting paid more? But... It's like uh, um, Son's a kid. He's like, oh, my God, Bell scored. And they've got their little celebrations. <laughs> yeah, and they, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, I, I don't know. I just thought that was me. I just kind of noticed that. And I feel like Kane doesn't over-celebrate with anyone except Son. Whereas Son is humble enough to just kind of, I'm not saying that Kane isn't humble, but he's just humble enough to be the anyone. Yeah, 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 it's just a whole different vibe. I mean, even down to when I've seen Bell on the bench, have you noticed that he sits with the kids? Yeah. I haven't noticed so, that, you know. Yeah, he, like when we was in Europe, he would be sitting with the kids. Do you know what I mean? And he'd have a conversation. I think once he was sitting next to Son, but he was sitting with the kids, I think against Wolfberger. 
he was actually sitting with the kids mm -hmm. and, you know, obviously having a look around and little conversations. And I just thought to myself, how inspiring is that for you to be sitting next to Gareth Bell? Do you know what I mean? A club ledge. So it's just those little kind of bits of chemistry that I look for in clubs, to be fair. Yeah, it's, it's funny, yeah. it's funny, yeah. I guess you're, you're trying to establish a certain like, culture, do you know what I mean? And that, it's relations like that that make or break like teams. So, yeah, it's interesting, you, it's interesting you picked up on that. Andrew, you going to say something? Yeah, no, I was going to say that's 100% accurate because if you think about the Bell dynamic, right? So, we touched on it. Son knows that he can pass the Bell, feels comfortable. When Bell is on it, everybody feels comfortable. Now you've got Kane, Son, Bell, players, Dombele, Hoybier. More are coming into it. So you start feeling a lot more confident. But the t point Leroy made on kids, one of the main reasons Reguillon's at this club is because of Gareth Bell. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's a kid. Another kid who took a photo with one of their heroes who later became a teammate of that hero. And it's his interaction. I'm not calling him Michael Jackson with his interaction with youngsters that inspired him. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's almost like that kind of um, childlike exuberance, exuberance MJ, that MJ allows was, him MJ to was connect. Innocent. MJ was innocent. <laughs> I'm 100% with you. I'm with you. With you, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No slander on here. Not MJ slander on here. Jordan or Jackson. Um, <laughs> but my point is, he's... Yeah, that's a good point Lero made because he can engage and, and it's helped build those relationships. And you know what? I'm secretly hoping Scarlett, the same dynamic he had with Reguillon. And I see them two find each other on the pitch quite often, Reguillon and Bell. And I'm hoping that influence that Bell has had with the likes of Reguillon, when he's speaking to the kids on the bench, is Scarlett, he's soaking it up, learning, learning yeah. from a guy who's won four Champions League trophies. Yeah. 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 Um, that will be vital. Who is that's your um, Bergon Lira? I was going to say, that's what you need. That's what you need. Yeah, exactly. can't learn from him, then you're going to struggle to learn, right? Yep. So, um, Kwabna, who was your um, most impressive performer? My most today? impressive performer today was Davison Sanchez. Now, mm -hmm. this is, um, I guess it's like, I don't know. I think the, the defence have undermined our attack for so long. And that's a big frustrating point of our season. Like, our attack, go off and do that. People say, oh, yeah, it's the most feared attack uh, in the league. You know, and no one wants to come up against them. But when you are playing with a leaky defence, like, you can't go off and express yourself. You can't go off and do those things. You can't really go and hurt teams because your coach is going to get, your manager is going to get you set up in a way that means you. everyone's just defending. Everyone's a centre-back, right? But today, yeah. I thought that Sanchez, who has come under a lot of criticism was so assured. He was, like, at the beginning, I think in the first, like, three minutes, he had a bit of a wobble. But then he just grew into the game, right? So he made, you know, two tackles. Um, he had ten clearances, a block shot. Like, good he block, only, a good block. A good, there, great yeah. block as well. Only one foul. Did really well to manage to manage Rodriguez out of the, out of, off the pitch. Like, he was, his passing accuracy as well, like, 84%. I don't, I don't think he's a great passer at all. Like, we, we don't, none of us think that he's good with the ball of the feet. We also know that we've also, like on this pod, talked about how he seems a bit lightweight at times. For someone of his size and his stature, he seems a bit lightweight. But he won 11 of his jewels. Like, his, the stats backed up. His performance, he seemed more... The eye test was there. The, the numbers were there. For me, if he doesn't have the game that he has today, we don't win. 
as convincingly as we did today. Like we might not even have won because there were times where we needed to be to stand up and be counted. And these are physical team, right? When you look at the way in which they get in at um, Sanchez, so many times people bullied him, bro. People bullied him. People who are just more up for it, more aggressive. But today that wasn't the case, and it laid the platform for us to go forth. And I, I think today you wouldn't be you you could be forgiven for thinking that Toby and and Davinson is just the future um, for the rest of the season. Pay that until someone gets injured. That's it. Have that settled best four. Because we had a back four today of the back four that I would I would field every game, me personally, right? And as you all know, listeners, my knowledge of the game, my ability to understand and coax the best performances of our talent is unparalleled. So if I'm playing that, if I'm playing Second that... Second to none. Exactly, exactly. Like certain people's coaching <laughs> efforts. So if I can put together a team like that and we win 4-0, why are people debating with me? Why are they doing that? Don't waste your time. But Don't waste you your the time. Setup? The setup was coming for a while, right? I'm just, yeah. Listen, listen. Just like my defence, I lay down a solid foundation. Yeah, no, that's how it works. That's how it works. That, that. But I'm not going to remind you. I'm not going to remind don't do you. It. Sorry. Don't, don't, do don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Do the right thing, bro. You're in a good mood. Let's not ruin it. Um, yeah, let's let me ask a question then. So, yeah, do you remember when Sanchez first came to the club? Under Poch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't you think he had a really good run that year next to Jan Vertonghen? Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, and, and that's, what, that's what I was trying to allude to before. I thought the balance was right. Um... And he was Left managed. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he was managed right. Okay, so then my next question then to you guys. Do you think the Premiership is a level above Dyer? One second, though. Can I just say this is our pod? Yeah, you asked yeah, no, all I just, questions. Sometimes you, are, you know, you've got to flip things on the edge, you know what I mean? So, that, can, can we get an answer to my question? Is that going to be a problem? How do you go first? Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Yes, I think it is. Um, I think Dyer is a centre-back. He wanted to play there. But what I've seen, um, it started off with hope in terms of him being a communicator, him beginning to understand um, the position, making sure he's got his position. I want to play centre-back. Cool. But what we've seen is just too many occasions where he's not taking responsibility. Um, He's still young, I would say. For centre-backs, they're still young. However, it's a young man's game now, right? So everyone says, oh, he's a young goalkeeper. Oh, he's young for a goalkeeper. He's young for a centre-back. There are elements of that that are st- still true, but it's very much a young man's game, and it's a dynamic game. And if you're not naturally dynamic, which he isn't, he needs to read the game better and sense danger better, and he's not doing that at the moment. Yeah, no, and I hear that. And I think to myself... It's fair when you say he's young for a centre-back, when you're talking about a centre-back and someone that's only played centre-back. Dyer's old in the game. He's not He's not. Diaz, Diaz fresh is 20, to the game. Diaz is 23. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Diaz is 23. He's special. Special yeah, in the game. I just think he's... Look, he doesn't want to play centre-midfield, and we know why he doesn't, because he keeps getting turned. We've watched that. I just feel that his level has dropped a hell of a lot, and I just don't think he's a premiership footballer. And I think everyone's scared to say that. Um, they just say, oh, he made a mistake here or his mind's not there or he's not confident. But I honestly believe that this level is above him. Like, and we're seeing it more and more now. And I know when he played in midfield and made mistakes, it was covered, so it wasn't so bad. But 
Now, I, I'm going to stick my neck out and say the Premiership's not for this guy. I don't care what team he goes to. You can, you can stick him in uh, a Man City team. I reckon he still wouldn't do as well as he's meant to do. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, that's I, a fair point. No, no, I was just going to say, like, I, I completely agree. I, I feel like there's a level of... Um, I just there's just an assuredness which is lacking. It's just lacking. And you see, when, when that ball goes up in the air, when someone runs directly at him, it's, you see the whites of his eyes. He never yeah. seems calm, like, I've got this. No, panic stations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a lot. Which leads to penalties and giveaways. I mean, you're right, because if we look at... Um, I'm going to throw two centre-backs out there and the question is, would you have them above Dyer is the question. Um, The first one's Johnny Evans. On current form, would you have Johnny Evans in our team ahead of Eric Dyer? Yep, I would. Okay, Kwabna? Yeah, I would, yeah. (laughs) You said reluctantly. Um, And the second player, I'm going to ask you then, if you've had Johnny Evans, would you have Craig Dawson for West Ham ahead of... um, Eric Dyer for centre back. Yeah, Dawson. You know Dawson has been re- relegated like six times or something. I know, but against know, that's my point. But against us, man looked like a king, bro. He looked like a colossus. <laughs> and this is the thing, right? Man, this is the thing. Man, like man. when you when you are managed in a certain way, this is why the coaching matters. It matters when you are managed in 100. a certain way. And I've, like I said earlier on this pod, like there's a difference when you have a coach who's also a manager, or a manager who's already a coach, always a coach, that's when you have the best combination, right? And eventually, Poch got there eventually, right? He got there eventually, but he said at the beginning, like, you know, he's a coach, he doesn't do the management thing. Like, Pep, when he first came into the thing, he, he decided, like, he was going to earn his stripes coaching, but eventually he wanted to do the whole manager thing, right? Ferguson, like, a great coach and a manager. Like, when you have someone who just considers himself to be a manager and isn't necessarily involved or concerned about improving players like you can't you can't have someone like Dyer and expect him to be like successful. he needs Dyer just needs to be coached if Dyer played for West Ham a lot of us would be looking oh you know we wouldn't mind signing him right now because I'm sure David yeah. Moyes would coach him into being a better centre back right now Mourinho's like I don't really have time for you to coach this is why all the success stories in inverted commas, um, so far this season, in Nombele, or eventually they'll say that about Gareth Bell, eventually they'll say that about Dele Ali. But he just waited for them to get fit. That's what yeah. happened. He waited for them to get fit. Yeah. Are you telling yeah. me, are you telling me that he's coached Dele Ali into, into his, his comeback his best? No, he's had a couple of negative no. injuries. Those negative injuries put him out of form. When he was the only person he had, only option he had and he was fit, I swear he was carrying us for the first seven games when Mourinho came. Yeah, but people will look at him and be like, yeah. oh, he didn't coach any of them, bro. He waited for them to get fit. To get fit. That's the difference. Same problem we're having with Bergwijn now as well. Yeah, man. I really want to see yeah, Steve the best. I really do. Exactly. Go on, go on Leroy. No, no. What I was thinking is, you're right. Moyes um, would get, you know, more out of Dyer. And I think he'll get more out of Dyer because he coaches a system. And yeah, he will you know, kind of work with a player, but he's more culturally system. And it's a system of we're not as good as you, but we're going to outwork you and out-hustle you and outplay you. So I think he would get more out of that. But I look at it like this. If you've got a, a wall in your house that you want to paint and there's no straight lines, you know, it doesn't matter how much you paint that wall, what colour you use, the lines are still going to be bent, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's died for me. He hasn't. I, it's not in him. He's played football for so long that you've got to say to yourself now: Has he got it or hasn't he? 
You know, it shouldn't be someone needs to put their arm around him. It shouldn't be that his confidence is so low. This is a season international, mate. Like, Who could go to the Euros as a starting centre back? Mad. Mate, if they want to win that, they mad, you just mad, sit on the bench as a backup, bro. But the way that <clears throat> we talk about him and we want to cuddle him and wrap him up, like he's such a big man, a big man, and he doesn't do a big man's job. Do you he know doesn't. what I mean? No, you're right. He doesn't. So, and then you want to cuddle him on top of it, like I, I think I'm more. I look at people's natures as well, and I just think that. He's just used to this way of life now. I don't think he's got a passion or a desire for it. I just think this is how he earns his corn and this is all he knows and he's going out there and doing it. And I think if Tottenham are brave enough to let go of him, I don't think he's one of the ones that will come back to bite us in the arse. No, 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 no. I don't think so. And I, th- I don't think there might be many of those. But either way, like I think I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. Um, so, like, look, we're, we're kind of running, running a little long here, but I think we do have to ask this question. Right, we've now got a fixture list which is, I wouldn't say like, I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's kinder than some of our runs have been for sure. Um, we've got Palace up next, um, so I mean they just they've just drawn they've just drawn nil nil with um, Fulham, uh, no no yeah no Wilfred Zaha, um, so that's probably something to be um, something to be noted. Um, so we've got them. At home, there's every chance that we could go on a run. I don't want to, like, you know, I don't want to speak and say that it's definitely happened, but there's every chance that we could go on a run, right? And so if we look at those, if we look at those fixtures and we and look at what could be next, you know, we've got Fulham, Crystal Palace, we've got, um, we've got Dinamo Zagreb um, in, the, in the Europa League. We've got the Scum um, away. Um, and then we've, Probably, yeah. Then it's, then it's Villa. So we could actually, if we, it wouldn't be implausible to go on a on a winning run throughout March. You know, we're Tottenham, so you can't really say that. But it wouldn't be implausible. Then that has us asking a question, right? This season, we could make a push. Top four seems unlikely, but it's not insurmountable. Right now, when you consider morale, you consider history, you consider the financial implications. Liraz, I guess I'm going to ask you first. As succinctly as you can possibly tell me. Yep. Top four or Europa League champions? Europa League champions. Yeah, I'll take Europa League champions over being in the top four. I mean, I think we'll go on a good run. As I said earlier in the show, we always make a, you know, a gallop at the end. We start galloping for the finishing line. Um... Sometimes fall a bit short, but, you know, we always make a gallop. I'd rather win the Europa and not gallop so much in the Premiership. It makes good podcasting to go against the guest (laughs) just to have that variety, but I can't because I 100% agree. We've done the top four thing. Marino's been brought in to win trophies. The Europa League trophy wouldn't be um, a small trophy. It's actually quite an impressive um, trophy to win. And, of course, it comes with Champions League qualification. And more importantly, for fans, more importantly, the players would have achieved two things. Qualification for the Champions League, but also a trophy which they desire. And that will appease the likes of K 
Kane, Son and others who want to win at Spurs? I think for those reasons that you both stated, it's a no-brainer for me. Uh, In the past, that was a really tough decision. Just wanting to finish above certain teams and having that level of clout. But ultimately, like, it's got us nowhere. It's just continued to feed that notion of underachieving and that thirst for silverware. If that can be delivered, I'm happy to give Mourinho another season even. Legit. I'm happy to see what he can do with teams that he's... We're a team that he's turned into winners and see where we go from there. So, um, yeah, man, hopefully we can do that. I mean, my gut tells me that we go out semi finals, not gonna lie to you guys, but hopefully I'm wrong, man. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. I hope so too. I hope <laughs> so too. Uh, let me shout Kidalio for being top of the fantasy league oh, before days, we forget. Kwabna, um, shout you out. You're not bottom. Anymore, so shout out to you. But that's it. my nephew, mid table gang, you need to fix up. Mid table gang, gang. But any, if you're not at the top, so. if you're not at the top, you're not at the bottom. Where are you? You're in the middle. I lie, I lie. Mid table gang. Okay. Middle of the bottom. <laughs> okay. Middle of that's the it, bottom. When you know you're not bottom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I think your nephew's um a bit sidetracked. You know, from the whole fantasy thing at the moment, he's doing it but not doing it. Do you know what I mean? He might have a quick look at it and he's not kind of following through with changes, etc. So, Kwabna, that, that position's a false position because if he actually Lira, put his mind Lira, to it, Lira, I think... Lira, 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 let me say something here right now, yeah? Listeners, yeah? Lira is a very, a very valued member of the setup of the shelf side, yeah? I really appreciate him. But, <laughs> my guy's getting too big for his boots, you know? Come in here I'm telling me full position on this on, on our podcast, yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, bro. You need to, bro. Just recline your seat in it. Recline your seat. Calm down, bro. Get back in your bar. Lean bro. back. Because yeah? at the end back. of the day, I am mid table, and no one can tell me any otherwise. I'm mid table, <laughs> bro. I've never celebrated mediocrity in my life, but today, yeah. Certain man tried to cover my head. Mid table. Anyway, listen. Uh... Lewis, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. You're welcome back anytime. Uh, AB, as, as per usual, insights, appreciated. Um, some of your slide digs, not so much. Um, but, you Always. know, we live and learn in it. It's a, it's a work in progress. <laughs> one, day, one, day, one day we might get along, who knows. Um, uh, so, yeah, so it's good night from me. Good night from me. Good night from me. Thank you very much for listening to the Shelfside podcast. You can follow us at Shelfside Pod on Twitter. We um, are on all podcast outlets but if you are listening on apple podcast please leave us a review it really helps with the rankings five stars only because we only give you five star content um yes andrew <laughs> so i put my hand up because i just wanted to say episode 43 today no 44 so just so you can't say that i didn't say it yeah oh, fair episode enough. 44 fair enough even though it came in the end but whatever um <laughs> it don't matter it came uh, yeah okay cool um <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, please leave us leave us that review. We'd really appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, thank you much for joining us. And, Lero, I can say to you right now, run the outro. Side, 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 side